Hello, and welcome to Setting the Standard, the podcast about wireless radio standards creation from the Wireless Innovation Forum. I'm your host and communications director of the forum, Stephanie Hamill. Today, we have a special episode outlining day three of the forum's virtual summit, WinCom 2021, featuring sessions on SDS standards, drones, international regulations, and the top 10 most wanted wireless innovations, with endnotes by John Chapin and Nick Laneman. All right, today I'm with John Glossner, CEO of Optimum Semiconductor Technologies and President and Chair of the Wireless Innovation Forum. Hi, John. Hi, Seth. All right, so today we are talking about your third day uh, presentation for WinCom, and that is on 2nd of December at 6 a.m., really early Pacific and 9 a.m. Eastern time. And it's wireless world of drones and beyond. So this is our first ever virtual parallel session. So that makes it exciting in itself. <laughs> it's that special. And um, so can you give us an overview of what we're going to hear in this session? Sure. So I've been fortunate to be chairing the drone special interest group uh, for the last about year uh, inside of the forum. And we've had uh, two work products that we've recently been able to publish. Uh, we're going to talk about those, but we've been working on a whole bunch of other topics as well. So we have a presentation coming up on using drones to evaluate RF measurements. Uh, another one on spectrum sharing within the five gigahertz band, uh, which has been proposed for beyond visual line of sight uh, drone navigation. And a general uh, presentation on wireless drone networking as well. Of the two work products that just got released, uh, one of them is on open source software uh, for the drone ecosystem. And pretty remarkably, you can build completely functional working systems from all the way down from the top of the networking level, all the way down to the control of the drones using open source software. So we wrote a report that talks about that, things you know like uh, flight management and, and traffic management and remote ID, autopilots, simulation of these systems. So we'll go over some of the software uh, that's used, uh, open source software that's used in those systems. The other large work product that came out of the group uh, was one on looking at uh, spectrum uh, and, and remote management uh, detection and localization of uh, interference uh, and compliance from regulators. So in this uh, report, we, we spoke with all sorts of different regulators uh, researchers, industry companies uh, that are working in this field. Uh, and then we make some observations. We talk about how you can simulate within that system and find sources of interference uh, and some of the tools that are used for that. And then we provide some use cases and, and make some conclusions about using drones uh, for you know, RF uh, interference detection and, and localization. So those two work products will be discussed in greater detail and then of the variety of the other topics to round out uh, a whole session on drones. Great. Um, okay, and you mentioned the open source software use and that's pretty exciting. What else do you think makes the topic of drones so exciting to so many people? Well, drones are really starting to be commercialized and we're starting to see you know, deliveries of drones authorized uh, right now, they still need a pilot in control for the most part, unless you can get a special waiver. Uh, but some of the techniques that are emerging, uh, the use of AI, the use of uh, automatic uh, mapping, and, and these kind of techniques, especially for beyond visual line of sight, 
uh, where there can't be, you know, a, a pilot physically watching it. So once these systems uh, are available, widely available and in use, uh, then it's expected that many, many commercial applications will open up. Everything from, you know, inspections of towers uh, to delivery of, of uh, uh, products, uh, any, everything from electronics to food, et cetera, medicine and, and more. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Um, all right, well, that's, that's cool. And so what, um, who do you think would get the most out of coming to this session? So there's kind of maybe two sets of interested parties in this, one of which is uh, people who just want to learn about the, the world of wireless drone networking. What is it? What's the ecosystem look like? What are these things used for? Uh, and the other is a little more specialized because we, we tend to focus quite a bit on spectrum issues. We did produce the report on the entire ecosystem, uh, but we've looked at sharing in five gigahertz bands for drones to communicate with each other. Uh, we've looked at uh, how long, for example, should some area of spectrum be reserved uh, for a drone flight uh, and can it be shared with others? And then just generally how these are networked together and safely and securely put together. So if you're interested specifically in the RF aspects of drone networking, uh, there'll be some deep dives in that area. But also if you're just wondering what is going on with drones in general, there will also be some uh, introductory uh, material and projects discussed that will get you started in the world of drones. That's great. So from the beginner on up, fantastic. All right. Well, thanks, John, and I will talk to you soon. Thanks, Steph. I'm here with Prakash Marut of Shore and Chief Regulatory Officer of the Forum. Hi, Prakash, how are you? Doing good, how are you, Stephanie? I'm great, thanks. Um, and Prakash, you'll be taking care of the International Regulatory Panel on the final day of WinCom Thursday, 2nd of December at 8 a.m. Pacific, 11 a.m. Eastern. Can you give us a little session overview and explain to what the WRC 23 um, agenda items are? Yeah, thanks. Uh, thanks, Stephanie. I'm very excited about this panel. Uh, with some key regulators from all of the ITU regions. So we have uh, uh, regulators uh, from region one, which is uh, Europe, so from France and UK. And we also have regulators from Canada and Brazil, uh, basically from region two, which covers uh, the Americas region in ITU. Region one covers uh, Europe, Middle East and Africa. And then we also have uh, regulators from ITU region three, which is Asia Pacific. So. We actually have someone from Australia and then also from Singapore, uh, you know, uh, on this panel. So what these regulators will do is provide an update on uh, what they've been doing in terms of releasing Spectrum for the past year since, I guess, our last uh, panel. Uh, for example, Brazil has opened the 6 gigahertz band for unlicensed use with rules uh, you know, that are similar to the US, but there may be differences too. Same with Canada. So I want to hear about, you know, what these regulators have done and how these compare with US, for example, or even other parts parts of the world. Uh, both countries have also released Spectrum in the 3.5 gigahertz band. And um, I said in Canada, is also looking at some framework that's very similar perhaps to the CBRS band that uh, we have in the US. So, so I just want to make sure that you know they can come and share whatever they've done. In Europe, 
I expect uh, you know uh, regulators from UK and uh, and France to talk about uh, what they've done locally, but also they are heavily involved in the World Radio Conference. WRC stands for World Radio Conference. I'll I'll talk about that in a minute. So there are some key agenda items for ITU Region One covering Europe, Middle East, and Africa. So we can talk about those items, and then. Uh, you know, Singapore has also released spectrum millimeter wave range in uh, mid-band, uh, and uh, uh, Australia has also been opening spectrum on a shared basis in uh, like 3.8 gigahertz, for example, or millimeter wave bands. And they've also, uh, they'll have an open consultation about 6 gigahertz. So I want to hear about, you know, what they intend to do with that band. So as you can see, there's a lot of commonalities between what uh, we have been doing in, in uh, in this, you know, wind forum, and also what these regulators are doing, and uh, maybe the new thing to wind forum is WRC. So let me let me talk about WRCs. So every three to four years, uh, uh, governments around the world meet to revise uh, how spectrum is used, and and these are what we call world radio conferences. Um, so they've started a long time ago. I mean, this one, I don't know, you know, uh, which, you know, which, uh, uh, which number is going to be. I mean, they've started uh, World Radio Conference more than probably 100 years ago. Uh, ITU, as you may know, have been set up in 1865, so more than 150 years ago. And since then, you know, they've started World Radio Conferences that then allocate spectrum to various services, whether it's mobile, whether it's uh, broadcast, you name it. So for the upcoming World Radio Conference, which will happen in United uh, um, Arab Emirates, so either in Dubai or Abu Dhabi, there's a long list of agenda items that will be discussed. And one of them, for example, that's important for ITU Region 1, which covers Europe, Middle East and Africa, is the use of the TV UHF band for mobile. So in US, we had the 600 megahertz auction several years ago, and part of that band was allocated to mobile use. So TV needed to move out, wireless mics needed to move out of that band. So this is a very important agenda item for uh, Region 1. So um, I expect you know France and UK, for example, to cover that in addition to, uh, to the item, other items that may be more relevant uh, for their you know national national needs. Um, the last WRC took place in Egypt, and there were some items there that were also very important for, for the US, for example, and one of them was uh, potential interference from uh, uh, 5G in the 24 gigahertz band into weather satellites, and there were some concerns that you know NOAA, for example, won't be able to predict hurricanes and stuff like that. So there were some emission limits that were uh, you know that were regulated for 5G in the 24 gigahertz band to make sure that there's no interference to uh, uh, weather predi predicting systems, for example. So these are very important. You have more than 160 countries that attend those, um, and then more than 900 uh, you know, uh, uh, companies and universities. Uh, and uh, yeah, so, so it's a big deal. More than 3,000 people actually attended the last one in Egypt. And uh, again, there were a lot of lot of agenda items that were very important for the use of, of spectrum. So, yeah, great. That's a very content rich session. Then, um, and who do you feel this session will um, apply the most to, or appeal the most to? Who would get the most out of it? 
So I would say, I think regulators around the world, I think I would definitely uh, invite them to attend this session. Uh, you know, I've made sure that we have regulators from all of the uh, free IT regions attend and they'll cover a wide variety of topics going from shared spectrum and licensed spectrum, uh, you know, uh, dedicated spectrum, uh, and even, as I mentioned, topics relevant to WRC. So, uh, you know, so I think that's a unique opportunity for them to learn about what's going on in these free IT regions. And I think also industry members, uh, because obviously spectrum is important to the wireless industry, so they need to know uh, what are the uh, opportunities uh, available in terms of, of new spectrum, maybe for new business. Um, so I would also encourage you know various in industry members to to attend. And just one last one about WRC. So I didn't mention that a WRC typically lasts for four weeks, uh, and then you have like three years of work in between with WRC. So it's like you know every time it's a combination of three to four years of work and four weeks of meetings. So so it's really a big deal. And all of these regulators are. You know, are heavily involved in that process too. So, uh, so they, you know, whoever attends this panel will be able to to hear about some of these hot topics that will be discussed at WR at the next WRC in, in the in the UAE, and then uh, you know get some insights into you know what what could change uh, potentially. So, right, great. All right, well, I'm looking forward to it. And um, thanks so much for sharing all this information with me. And I will talk to you again soon. Thank you, Stephanie. Thank you, Prakash.